Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world, and welcome to the show. Shelley Shearer here, and thank you so much for joining me today. I've had quite a little epiphany this week, and I wanted to share it with you. Do you ever wonder if you're already going through this? This is sort of a, a if you're working on these things in your life already. I've talked, I talk a lot sometimes about knee-jerking, reactions, how we can set ourselves right down a rabbit hole because of limiting beliefs, even ones that we've had in the past. And even though we perhaps feel we've outgrown them, sometimes there's these little insidious little, what's the word I'm looking for, roots that are still hanging on to certain things. So for whatever reason, I got puttering around on the internet this past uh, week or two looking at accreditation for coaching. As with anything, I'm a big believer in educating yourself. But the bottom line is I spent a significant amount of money with professional coaches in the last couple of years working on myself and my business. Uh, I have gone to numerous, you know, I took myself to courses to learn to podcast. I took a course to learn to how to speak from stage. Uh, I've worked on myself. I've done business courses. I've done personal development courses over the years. But none of these things really have some initial after your name that then you can go to your local chapter. A lot of large cities have, for instance, uh, professional coaching associations. Just like they did when I was in accounting, there was the Bookkeeping Association and there was the uh, Chartered Accountants Association. All of these things that are there for resources and validation and also, as in the case with accounting, um, there's that little bit of governance over, over the industry at, at large. And I believe in, to be quite honest, I do believe in that for coaching as well, because there's a lot of people that just hang a shingle and really do you know? I mean, when you're out trying to find a coach to help you in your life. Now, for instance, I have two very dear friends that are professional coaches, and they're very, but they're very specific in what they do. One is a uh, Fortune 500 type executive coach. My other girlfriend works in that area, professional coach as well, HR, that sort of thing. And she's, you know, these, these women have been to Royal Roads University. They have take, they have, they have the initials after their name. They don't coach in life coaching like I do. And they don't coach to the clients that I coach to, but there's still that little bit of something there. So I went off puttering around going, yeah, none of this is, none of this is speaking to me. But without that little accreditation, you can't go to your local chapter of professional coaches and in your local city and join. You just can't. That's, not, it's just, that's just how it works. And I put a really neat uh, saying or posting on Instagram this past week, which I firmly believe in, that as human beings, we're always looking for three things, love, safety, and belonging, <clears throat> which is why gangs, I, I think I spoke about this last week, are so prevalent in, in big cities and in society where things are falling apart and where some kids are getting left on the wayside because those needs are being met. They may not being, be met, being met positively, but they're being met. If you could, as a segue here, please 
look at yourself and your children, grandchildren, the children in your life, please keep that forefront in your mind, knowing that those three things are basic human needs. And if you can see looking around that that's not getting met in a child's life, be concerned, be proactive because this is how kids get into trouble. It really, it really is in a lot of ways. I, I've seen it over and over again in my own family, out in the world, in my own life. In fact, myself this past week thinking, you know what, it'd be, it'd be great to belong to the Association of Professional Coaches here in Vancouver. How do I make that happen? It's what I start mulling. But like I said, nothing, none of it was really appealing to me. None of it was really speaking to me. And then I got on a call with my coach, you know, that person that I spent a significant amount of time and money with uh, to make sure that I am the best that I can be. But this is private coaching. There's no, he's not belonging to some institute that can give me a health coach and a life coach certificate and I can run around with that piece of paper. This is just one-on-one high-level coaching. And one of the comments he made today after like a whole hour, he ended with this. He says, Shelly, when you look back on your life, after 30, um, when you look back on your memories in your life, you're looking back with 30 years of knowledge, knowledge that your 20 year old self didn't have. And I, that really hit home for me because the sad part is, please try and remember that by the way, just when you are looking back on your mistakes and your, and your gains and all that jazz, that you're not looking at it through the same filter that you experienced it with and there's no way of removing that filter because once you know something you know it but we do tend to beat ourselves up and judge ourselves based on the wisdom we have now and we apply it to this mistakes we made then stop it that's just so unhealthy and how we finished that statement was are you building new knowledge on an old base that hit home like nobody's business for me and in fact, I'm going to read you a little bit from the um, meditation book because that was today's topic as well. See the universe just pulls stuff together. I love it. I absolutely love it. So what he was talking about was the fact that, yes, we sometimes still hang on to these lingering belief structures and things that we've worked very hard to break down and break free of. But we leave some of it in the platform and then we go off and we grow and we learn new things and we've got a completely different perspective but we're building that new knowledge and we're building that new house on top of a faulty foundation. And that's where I really just needed once and for all, me personally, not sure what you're going through in your life, to let that go. We are indoctrinated from birth, from our parents, from their culture, from their religion, our school system, our governments, everything. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, But really, once you start to open your mind and become aware of what's going on around you, it's really not too hard to realize that the school system is there to teach children. The one thing it doesn't teach them is how to think for themselves. We're teaching our kids what, or they are teaching our kids what to think. We're not teaching our kids how to think. Do you see the difference? How to think, how to think for yourselves. We have an indoctrinated society that tells you how, when, where, why. And the question is, do you really believe it all? Do, do you need to believe it all? By the way, the answer is no. Because <laughs> it's not a test. <laughs> the answer actually is no. This is why people that, you know, like the Simon Sinek's of the world and such that are out there, 
challenging the status quo, challenging how we think, why we think, why we do what we do, are being heard because they're breaking out of society's norms. They're not buying into the whole indoctrination of so many things. I won't even go into it today. But that foundation is our indoctrination. And the question is, do you want to let it go? Now, I've let go a lot of that in my life, whether it be my religious upbringing or, you know, as a, I, I live in a very unique period in time that as a woman, I have full rights in my life and in my country. hundred years ago, that wasn't even the case. It wasn't so long ago in my grandmother's generation where women could not vote for who was in power. They did not make the same wages in the workforce. They lost their job if they got pregnant. They didn't get maternity leave. I live in a very enlightened and new world that gives me the freedom as a woman to be anything that I want to be. It's amazing. It's also amazing to me how it's so taken for granted and people are not women. You're not being grateful enough or acknowledging enough of how far you've come and how much power you truly have. And that's one of the problems with gaining new knowledge and building on a known foundation is you can't be as powerful as you could be if you're on a rock solid base with both feet planted. And that's the visual I want you to try and take with you this week while you're doing whatever you're doing. I get a lot of feedback and from what I understand, a lot of people listen to me while traveling, like um, in the car or commuting, because I'm not one of those 10 minute podcasts because I'm always about half an hour. My listeners tend to listen to me while doing other things. So if that's the case, these are the things I want you to have forefront in your mind while you're doing those types of traveling and you're commuting or whatever it is you're doing where you've got this 30 minutes. Practice this the other six days until my next podcast comes out next week where you can st look around your life and say, is this really the foundation that I'm looking for or are there still things to let go? We're not getting to a destination here together, folks. You are with me on a journey. And that's why I share so much of my journey with you, my pains, my insecurities, my issues, so that you can relate to them. We are literally, the only destination is the grave. And even that, we're gonna go on, we just don't know what it is yet. Because spiritually, we just, our, bo our bodies just decay, but our energetic souls, they just get reabsorbed into whatever things around us. I just don't know what it is. I don't have that information. But I still believe there's more. I do not believe this is just this little finite 80 years on planet Earth. In fact, I saw a really cute saying the other day saying, you are a spiritual energetic being having a human experience. And I thought, Yes, I could. That really resonated with me, especially if you've ever read the book, The Sacred Contracts. Ooh, that will change. That will freak you out and change your life forever, especially if you're very open. You don't have to believe everything in the book. I've, I caution this all the time. Do not stop learning because you just don't buy into everyone's rhetoric, but take out what you need and what resonates with you at the time. Something else might resonate with you with the same book 10 years down the road. Sacred contracts will really sh is a paradigm shift in how you actually even view what you're doing here. And when I look, excuse me, at my life now and think, well, I'm having a human experience. What did I agree to before I came down here? What have I let lead me around? It really changes how you start having a perception of all things happening around you. So I'm just going to grab the meditation book and I'm going to tell you what it said along this line. 
it said your body, your mind, and your soul are one. And I really liked that because it kind of goes back to building the foundation. If your foundation is built on one of these three things without the other all being part of it, that's how as well you can get a very leaky foundation. If you're not very conscious of the fact that you're excelling in one area of your life, but falling apart in another, you don't have alignment in those three areas of your life. Okay. And that is actually very, very important. I'm I'm quite a big believer in that. Your mind, your body, your spirit and emotions are more than just connected. They are one. Absolutely. I truly believe they are the whole of us. So to nurture the body is to nurture the mind, soul, and spirit and and emotions. So to nurture the spirit is to nurture the body and so on. It goes in a continuous connection and a continuing whole. So if you're feeling fragmented, which I was definitely feeling a bit fragmented this past week, have you disowned a part of yourself? And if you have, invite it back. Like there's lots of people, for instance, that might go out and work at the gym and they're in amazing shape and they should be super healthy and they're not. Because they've neglected their spirit and it's poisoning their physical body. Believe it. We're all one, guys. It's, it's all one deal. Or they're feeding their mind absolute, not just junk food, but poison and wondering why they're at the gym, they're out for a run, but they're still depressed and they're still feeling no hope for the future. Do you see what I'm saying here? In order to get clarity in your life and in your body and in your mind, it all has to be coming together. doesn't mean... It's not going to get unbalanced at times, but you need to walk forward with a knowledge that this is all one thing. And I was allowing old roots to dig into my foundation. So today was today and yesterday was a really good kind of cleansing of all that and a lot of clarity for me. So it says here, have you just disowned part of yourself? And if so, invite it back. Maybe you focus too heavily on one part and neglected the other. You can be a world-class athlete and still not be in touch with your soul, like my previous example, and yet not see the delicate connections between that connection between that emotion and your conscious thoughts and beliefs. Or you may be so focused on tending to the needs of your spirit and mind that you neglect your body. Rethink that. Because what happens is that will set a limitation in your in your life. What does she say here as well in this uh, this little meditation today? Tend to each aspect of the whole. Do things that nurture your spirit. Perhaps spend time in prayer and meditation, showing gratitude, spending some time with nature. Work on what you believe. Clarify the thoughts that run through your head. Don't feed it garbage. Maybe stop watching certain things on TV. Get the flip off social media. That kind of validation, I love social media, don't get me wrong. It's a source of magnificent information, but I am in no way validated by what I put out in the marketplace. In fact, sometimes I feel a little guilty as like, people don't think I might have a perfect life, do they? Because I tend to, you know, it's how my friends and family keep up with me on my Facebook page. Well, I'm not usually posting when I'm sick in bed. I'm posting when I'm sitting on a cruise ship. (laughs) I do admit that it's about the happy highlights But it's more about the happy highlights as in this is what I focus on because I do not believe social media is where I need to be airing all my ugh. I have this really great app called Marco Polo. It's like a two-way video conferencing app. I always joke that it's the fantastic middle-aged women's favorite communication because I hate WhatsApp. It's just me. But uh, I can leave messages back and forth. And I have my tribe of seven women, all my closest friends except for one are on this particular platform. And so I have one called My Tribe, which all seven people, women are on. These are the women that are the 
support in my network to me physically, emotionally, and spiritually. They're my sounding board. Uh, like I say, one of them is a professional coach and uh, corporate, and she's just amazing. I have girlfriends that are self-employed, own businesses. It is just a strength in numbers type of thing. And so I can leave one message and they all get it and everyone just chimes in. That is, a, for me, it feeds my soul. That is, I, don't, I actually don't have words for how blessed and important that aspect of my well-being is. It is how I connect with the closest people in my life. So that goes on Marco Polo between us. There are things I will discuss with them there that I would never even a million years put on Facebook. Absolutely would not do that. Okay? It doesn't mean don't be real. And that's why in my podcast, I talk about the abuse in my life. I've talked about my past pains and, and things that I've done wrong where I failed. But those are lessons. Often when you're putting stuff out on Facebook, you're looking for negative, you're looking for validation for your, your negativity and why you're feeling the way you are. That is not healthy and it's not positive. So really give that some conscious thought about, you know, what you do and why you do it kind of idea. So she talks about here in this book, it's, uh, oops, I lost my place. Let yourself heal from the feelings of the past. Sorry, I just spoke about that, didn't I? And do what you need to do to stay current and clear. Listen to your body and give it what it needs. It's not separate and apart, and it's not a nuisance. It's the form your spirit has created to experience the gift of life. So I love how this particular meditation today is coming back to so many of the things I've spoken of in the last couple of weeks. The fact that we are energetic, spiritual beings having a physical experience. The fact that we manifest the fact that I heard that great quote last week where I said, you know, you don't, you wouldn't, I think it was Brendan Burchard that said, you wouldn't buy yourself a nice new home and then open up all the windows and doors and throw garbage into it from the street. And yet we do that to our bodies every day and wonder why we feel like crap. You working on yourself on one area, but not the other will, will always still create an imbalance and you'll always struggle to keep moving forward. You need to have all the pillars sort of in place. It is it's just like a chair with three legs, basically. If one's missing, you're falling over. So always consider that when you're working on things in your life. Find that place of balance in nurturing all parts of you. Then life will begin, I'm reading by the way, guys. Then life will begin to be magical and you'll see what you believe. Your feelings won't be a bother. They'll fuel your life. They'll be the passion that adds color and zest to your life. Your body will lead you instinctively into what you want and away from what you dislike. And the stronger you travel the journey to the heart, the more you'll discover and trust your soul. And she ends by this. Start by becoming connected. If you love yourself and keep walking your path, soon you'll see how connected you are. And that was the issue and why I'm sharing this, my struggle with this coaching certificate thing. This, you know, it's funny. You could spend $25,000 in five years of your life, but if you don't have those little numbers after your letters after your name, this was throwing me for a loop. It was, it was, it was feeding into one of my insecurities. It was showing me that I still had a crack in my foundation and I wasn't aligned. But the good thing was my immediate response because of, you know, where I've gotten into in my life through maturity and such, I felt the imbalance immediately. I knew something was wrong and I went right to my team. I have some, you know, good friends and ladies that I, I went right to them and said, guys, Give me some feedback here. This is what's going on. Talk to me. And then opened myself up to an answer. And within 48 hours, all the answers just came through. And I'm, I'm good. 
I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to be working a little harder on that foundation. I can tell you that right now, because obviously I am still hanging on to a few things, but it was funny what my coach said to me this morning. He said, this is going to get a little scary for you right now. I says, why? He says, cause you're just about to break through another glass ceiling. And he says, I don't care how spectacular it'll be. Why? When you get to the other side of it, this part is always the most painful that holding ourselves back because you see that you've come so far. There's still so much farther to go in just becoming, but it's so safe and comfortable right here. Now in my life in particular, don't know about yours, that can't fly for me right now. When I'm, I'm in a huge transition in my life. So that safety factor has to be thrown out the window. There's lots of things you can do in your life that do not need to be this dramatic as what I'm going through right now. But for me particularly, yeah, I've been banging my head on that glass ceiling. It's just like, boop, boop. It's like, I've got a headache people. This needs to be dealt with. So it was very interesting, like I say, having that put into perspective and realizing that I was collecting all this new information. I have great habits. Um, I live them. I teach them. But there are still things that limiting beliefs, even you could call them, in my foundational belief structure that just keep wanting to rear the little ugly heads, like little roots growing out of the pot. You know how when something, you know, here's a perfect example, gardening analogy. You've got a pot and the, whatever you've got in it gets root bound. Uh, if you know what that term is, you're a gardener. If you don't, it just means that the roots have basically taken up the entire pot and they're growing in circles. Plus they'll grow out the bottom. So if you've got any sort of drainage, they'll start to grow out the bottom and curl their way up, up the container. It's, it's incredible to see when you've left something, for instance, the bedding plant that you bought late in the season, two months later, oh my goodness, you basically just got to cut that thing right off. Cause you'll never get that plant out of that little green thing. They, they stick it in the potting thing because the roots it's completely root bound. That kind of stuff can happen in our own lives with our belief structure. We think we've opened our mind and we think we're so enlightened. And then something big comes to fit. We get something big in front of us and that unconscious need to scurry back and get safe again. You know, quit hitting my head on that ceiling overwhelms us. And we're like, no, I'm good. Okay. I made a decision. It's safe. I've, I feel fine now. And you, you let out the breath and it's like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. They didn't catch me this time. No. No, we want you to keep moving forward. And here is a visual I will give you before I end this, this talk today. I heard this in one of these free coaching things online where I've been watching videos and, and stuff like that. And this lady from the health coaching just, uh, um, Institute has this diagram where you, you've got this post in the ground. Okay. And it is like your belief structure. And there's an elastic band, a big one between you and that big pole. That pole is like a telephone pole or like a metal pole and it is cemented into the ground. So what I'm saying is it's going nowhere. Okay. That is our beliefs. So that was something that I was dealing with this past week because my belief structure is still from 1970s that said, get an initial after your name. It doesn't matter that I've lived my entire life and career for 28 years. I ran an accounting company with no designation whatsoever. And I've never once bothered to go mainstream and join one of the bookkeeping associations because, well, I don't mean to sound ego, but I know more than they do. And it was going to get me nothing. I had a spectacular career word of mouth and I had the clients that needed me because my skill set was a little bit different than just a regular data entry bookkeeper. 
So I have a marketing background and things. And I brought all these things to the table. Bothered me when I was younger, later in life, not at all. But it was funny when now that something new's coming in, I went back to that belief structure again. Need initials after your name. Things you can stick on your business card. No, I don't. But anyways, uh, elastic band surround you and around the pool. And as you start stepping away from that, and I'm stepping away from the mic, sorry if my voice changed. That was hilarious. I'm very visual and I'm very physical. So I'm stepping away from the mic as I'm like, you're stepping away from the pole and that elastic band is going to get tighter, tighter, tighter till it snaps you right back to your, to your belief structure. And yet the problem is that over across the field is the result you want. So you start walking away from the pole to the result and this elastic band is getting tight, man. It's like, it is choking me. Now, maybe if you really want to get this visual fast, put the elastic band around your neck. Now you're feeling the pain. I've just kind of got it around your middle where it's kind of squishing your tummy and it's pinching and you're like, oh, and you can't, you're trying that so hard to move that step ahead and you're like, I can't pull anymore. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So you can do one of two things. Take three more steps because that elastic band is going to snap and we don't want it snapping you back. We just want it broken in half or for the love of all that's holy, go get a pair of scissors and cut it. You have choices, you have options, but if you are looking towards a result that your belief structure that is buried in, in with that pole is not allowing you to reach, you need to break that connection. I hope that makes sense. Cause that's definitely something that I had to deal with this week in a small manner. These aren't big battles for me at this point in my life, but the fact that it even for 24, 48 hours came back up again, it was like, really? But that is human nature. That, you know, these are the, this is just what we have to deal with on a daily basis. But the cool thing is you don't have to deal with it on a yearly or decade basis. Your life is not going to pass you by because you had a momentary, huh? Is that really how I'm feeling about that? So cut that elastic, move towards the result you want and take a really hard look at the foundation that you've still got in place, especially if you've been working diligently on building new information and knowledge, please make sure that there is a brand new foundation for it to be built on top of as well. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>